This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for, huh? This is episode number 25, and in this episode, I sit down with Pete Arterholt of Jug Handle Brewing Company in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. Pete talks to me about how his past job at construction helped him to build his brewery, but the big difference between his old job and new one is that he doesn't have to deal with the elements of outside while brewing, which is always a plus. I truly feel Pete's pain as my past job was in construction as well. So in this interview, I tried my hardest not to screw it up. But I think we really hammered it home. <laughs> well, you know the drill. Sit back, crack open a beer, and enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin, and today I'm with Pete Arterholt of Jug Handle Brewing Company in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. Friends Pete Arterholt and Chris Hannigan had been homebrewing together for 15 years with the idea of one day opening their own brewery. In April of 2015, they teamed up with friend Mike Skidura to make that dream into a reality. Pete being the scientist, Chris being the artist, and Mike being the strategist, they started to put in the work. After all the smoke of lease agreements, permits, and construction all settled, they officially opened their doors to the public back in June of 2018. And Pete is here with me today. Pete, thank you for being with us, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's great. Awesome. So, um... Yeah, the, the the big thing that's been happening right now uh, with the whole COVID since March, um, shutting down everything. Uh, what did things look like for you before all that, and what do things look like for you now? It, I mean, it, it's it's kind of crazy because uh, it at least in New Jersey, it seems like the the COVID thing hit the breweries in a in a weird kind of way. Um, it. Like before that, you know, we had, we had a tasting room and all that, and we were we had we could do full pours and people come in and sit down and and um, we were canning a little bit, but at the same time we were getting ready to move uh, into a bigger space. Okay. Um, so we're kind of winding down our old our old space and moving a lot of equipment over, and so this whole COVID thing hit, and it kind of it kind of made it a little easier because now we didn't have a tasting room anymore. Right. And you know, so we. Um, we were able to, you know, kind of use it as a staging area to move stuff and all that. But at the same time, we had we had already purchased our canning line, so we just started canning a lot more. So, right, right. You know, just like any brewery with a canning line in New Jersey right now, you're just basically a liquor store. You, you know, we're just selling cans. Um, it, I mean, it helped us a little bit. It's still, it's still a big pain in the butt. Um, you know, because we lost, we lost all the wholesale business from the bars. Of course. Closed down. On the whole, it's just different. It's it's just a different a different atmosphere right now. Right. It didn't um, seem, so luckily it didn't seem to be that horrible for you. It's I mean, did you have to let any any of your workers go? Or oh anything? yeah, we well so we let um, when it first happened, I let everybody go. Okay. Because um, I didn't know I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. And then as it kind of came out that that we were going to be allowed to stay open to sell cans, and then you know we can you know we could deliver beer to. Uh, to customers directly, you know, I started to, to pull people back. Right. Um, and we're, we're back pretty much to where we were staffing wise, except for really the bartenders. Cause we just don't need as many anymore. Right. Right. Um, but the, all the full-time people are back pretty much. All right. How did you go about finding the capital to, uh, start your brewery? So we really shoestring this place. Okay. Um, the initial, the initial spade, 
um, we, uh, we didn't put, a lot of it was just from family and friends. I was a, a carpenter. I had my business was doing carpentry before that. So um, I did a lot of the, the construction work. And we just kind of pieced the system together. So there wasn't, I mean, as far as breweries go, there wasn't like a ton of upfront capital, um, you know, compared to what a lot of breweries or other businesses will have to spend to get open, you know. So right. we, I think we just did it really kind of cheap. Okay. So you kind of just asked around and... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there was there was equipment expenses and all that, but we didn't, you know, we didn't buy a really expensive system or anything. We just kind of like pieced everything together. Okay, and the the morale of your friends and family when you when you decided to do this, what was oh, that? Oh yeah, I mean they they loved it. It's I mean it, it's it's gone pretty well, and uh, um, you know everybody everybody I talked with everybody and mostly my family, um, and they were all they all thought it was a great idea. Right. So we just kind of did it. So what was one of the hardest adjustments you think you feel like you had to make during that time period from when you opened to now? I, you know, when I was doing construction, I had my own business and I was constantly outside cutting wood and in the winter and the summer and all that. And, you know, it's hot and cold. I mean, you're a firefighter, right. you know, that's like. Well, I actually did construction for about 12 years before firefighting. Yeah. So I, I completely so you know exactly understand. what that's like. Yes. Very <laughs> like frustrating. Or raining or like you're in the sun and sweating. It's horrible. Yes. Um, and I love the work, but. Uh, the hardest, really the hardest time for me was, was in the beginning when we were trying to get the brewery rolling and make beer and it couldn't support anybody. We were all, you know, I still had my full-time job. So it was kind of like a lot of weekends, a lot of nights. Right. And then, um, once I finally made the transition to come full-time, you know, I think this job, it's the same level of, of physical work. I'm just inside. So to me, it's like, it's a bonus. You don't get wet in the rain, you know, it's not crazy hot. Yeah, other than that, you know, it's 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 been a smooth, pretty smooth transition. It was just that weird that weird year, you know, in the beginning when when I was kind of doing both that was just hard. Yeah. And that time period, um, I know taking a break from everything is is huge. Um, right. how important was the break then and how important is the break, let's say now? I'm lucky in that that my wife has a really good job and we we tend to go on a, I love to travel and, and so does she, we tend to go on a lot of, a lot of little short vacations. Right. Even if they're just a weekend, we'll just drive somewhere and get away with kids. Yeah, it's perfect. So that's usually all I need. You know, I don't need, I don't need a lot. I'm used to working, you know, 60 hour weeks doesn't really bother me. Right. Gotcha. So, you know, it, as a matter of fact, if I don't work a lot, I start getting really tired. <laughs> so I, I understand I mean, that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you start to get achy. <laughs> yeah. You just like, you got to keep going. You got to keep yeah. going. It's like, uh, it's like it, it keeps you in motion. Yeah, if you sit for too long, things start to hurt. Yeah, right. So what was something you never thought you'd had to deal with in this industry? You know what? The, I mean, I knew I was going to have to deal with it, but I definitely didn't have, I didn't have a feeling of what it what it really was is, is just the, the amount of, of regulation and state and federal stuff that, that ha- goes along with doing this. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a lot of paperwork, and it never, it never stops just dealing with the town for the variances required for the spaces and, and all the things that go along with that. You know, you know, you know, you're going to have to do it, but right. unless you've done it before, you don't know exactly what it is. Right. Of course. Um, and it's definitely a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. So what was, um, as, as for all the paperwork went, what was one of the, the hardest things to make stick as far as regulations um, and permits and things go? I mean, it's not, I don't think that any one piece is really hard. There's just a lot of it. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like a lot of regulations. Yeah, and and really, to me, the most nerve wracking part is is not so much the once you're up and running stuff. It's the it's the variances and dealing with the town to get the space permitted and, and running. Okay. It's just it takes a long time, and it it's just very ambiguous, and you need lawyers, and you need planners, and you just need a lot of people. But luckily, like once you do that, it's done. You don't have to visit that thing again. But it definitely wasn't something I knew a lot about, so I didn't know what to expect. What do you? Th- what would you say was the biggest uh, lesson you've learned so far? Just what you've learned in in general. Was there like maybe something that might have happened that you're like, man, I know never to do this again, or, or maybe just something that you've experienced. I mean, I've made a lot of stupid brewing mistakes that I know never make again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I don't know if there's I don't know that there's one big lesson. It's just a lot. It's the whole thing is just a huge learning experience. It's right. a it's a different kind of the business is a different kind of animal than than like a construction company. There's just so many more moving pieces. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, there's the, the whole like wholesale side of it, and then the retail side of it, and you know, there's just when I was doing construction, like I just had to make one person happy at a time. Right. And now I've got to make lots of people happy. Yes. So the customer relations side is definitely bigger. And like the social media plays a huge role in a lot of stuff that, that we do. And I never had to deal with that before. Right. But that, I mean, I've had to learn a lot about that. Is that the biggest, would you say that's the biggest uh, marketing strategy that you have? Yeah, I mean, that's, we do a lot on, uh, I mean, we do a lot of email work too. But um, okay. Instagram, it used to be Facebook, but it seems like we're starting to migrate away from that. So as far as marketing, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Okay. I know you said you did a lot of home brewing, right? You did it for yeah. about 15 years prior to. Um, yeah, yeah. What was that, like, aha moment for you when you were like, we need to open a brewery, man. Like, this guy, this has to happen. So, it's it's really funny. Um, um, and it, I was with my wife when, when it happened. So, um, you know, I, I home brewed, and I, have, I had a degree in chemistry, and I pretty much was doing it out of college. So. Awesome. And, it, like, kind of on and off. And then I started to really do it, and... You know, so I was I was making beer, and, and we were, and that's when breweries were starting to open in the state. Right. Um, so my dad, and this had to be had to be maybe twenty fifteen. Um, my dad was like, "Hey, so this this little brewery just opened up in Belford. Um, it's Belford Belford Brewing Company." He's like, "He's like, we should go sometime." I was like, "Oh, why not?" So I went up there, and I don't know if you've ever been there. No, I have not. Um, but it, it's pretty small. It's like it, I mean, they might be a one barrel system, maybe. Okay. Um, and it's in a pretty small little space. And I walked in there, and and I looked at it. I was like, I could totally do this. Right. And it's, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm just looking at the space and what they had. I was like, I could do this. Right. You know? Uh, and that was really it. That was the moment where I, where I was like, I, I think this is something I want to try. Yeah, you just saw that it was doable. It wasn't like Yeah, a... it was doable on that kind of scale. And, like, it seemed like they were having fun. And I was talking to the guy. I was like, I was like you know, maybe maybe I'll give up construction for a little while. Right. It wasn't like walking into Coors Brewery and being like, oh, this is doable. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I've walked into that brewery. It is not doable. <laughs> yeah, I hear I hear it's insane. I have yet to do it, but I'm, my next trip back to Colorado, I'm definitely going to do it that. Is a, it's a very cool tour. And yeah. the beers that you get at the end, I don't know why, but are way better than Coors you'll get anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Straight from the source. There you go. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So uh, how do you yourself define success and then was there a moment for you that kind of sticks out where you you realized things were going in the right direction and things were moving uh in the right direction for you and your company i don't know that i would say we're really successful yet i mean i think we're moving in a, in a good direction i like i 
kind of measure it by like, can I, can I pay my guys? And like, are they happy doing what they're doing? And, and am I having fun doing it? You know, to me, it's not so much about the, the money. It's more about like, I'm spending a lot of time here. I better be having a good time doing it. Right. For sure. You yeah. know, cause I can always go back and do something else that I probably wouldn't like, but you know, might pay me more money. That, that's the thing. And, and the flexibility helps. You know, I, I have a lot more flexibility now than I used to where like, if I need to run home, I'm, I only live 10 minutes away. So, that's perfect. um, you know, I can run home and if the kids need something, I can take care of that and they can come here and have fun. So, you know, that to me, that's the successful part. Like, is, are we having a good time? Are the people that work for me, are they having fun? Are they, is it working? You know? Yeah. So that to me, that's the successful part. There's always room to get better, you know, well, but I think we're heading in a good direction, you know? Your cells are going up, and that's it. That's great to hear. I'm sure you've met a lot of uh, a lot of brewery owners and brewers. Um, oh yeah. Is there any certain person or specific company that inspired you? They're all. Most of them are all so cool. You know, I mean, I've talked to so many. Like even the New Jersey brewery owners, um, they're all great, and they've such an awesome community. Not even the owners, but even just like the the brewers. Like, I'm pretty close with the a lot of the guys from Kane, mm-hmm. and and you know we help each other out all the time, and and some of the guys from Carton, and the Last Wave guys. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean we just whenever it's that's a, it's so awesome. Like I can just shoot these guys a text, and they'll text me like, "Hey, do you have any of this? I'm, I'm a little short right now." Um, and I think it, it makes it so different than most industries. You know, I can't see. I can't see like a supermarket texting the supermarket down the street going, Oh, we just ran out of rice. Do you guys have any? Yeah. Right. Um, we're like, I could, I could text, you know, I could text like the guys from Kane tomorrow and go, Hey, we're a little short on, on crystal 20. Do you guys have a bag that I can, I can borrow and I'm, it's coming in tomorrow and, the, and they'll do the same thing with me. Yeah. So I'm sure that, that's super great. I love that relationship. Right. I'm sure that's cool. Cause then you can be like, you better let me try some of this. <laughs> oh yeah and you always bring beer with you when you're going to pick stuff up of know? course right <laughs> right here try some so, of this we just brewed this up what do you think yeah no 100 percent. and that you know that that it's such a great part of this industry and and all the owners like michael kane's great augie carton's great they're all, they're all great guys you know right yeah i mean i i i like all of them yeah i mean I, it seems that uh brewers just seem to have that you know laid back very yeah. welcoming personality you know you know, it's, it's funny because, like, I don't, I mean, at least I'm, I'm pretty involved in, in what goes on here day to day. I don't know. I, don't, I, I assume most of the owners are pretty involved. Right. Um, things are always going wrong. You, just, you can't you can't take things to heart. Like, of course <laughs> You just kind of have to, like, just let things kind of go and work on problems as they happen. It, you're just always putting out fires, you know? Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, you know, something's going to go wrong. So, I ask a lot of people this. What was your, like, I know the the craft beer revolution kind of just like took off at one point right but um there were some craft beers around but they weren't really called craft beers just yet right right what was your gateway beer into the craft world Sierra Nevada Pale Ale man like (laughs) everybody's you know how many people have told me that it's so funny it's great (laughs) a fresh keg of Sierra Nevada is phenomenal yes they're really um, good. It's such a good beer. Yeah? I couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I really like that beer a lot. So, were there any uh, books or anything, when you when you were brewing, were there s- certain books or 
I don't think podcasts were probably as big. Yeah, they weren't they weren't out yet. Right. They weren't as relevant as they are now. Um were there any books or anything that you used to help you? Um I mean I read I read a, a lot of them like the wheat book and the barley books and the mm-hmm. water book. All all those books I read. Right. Um but it, a lot of it, it wasn't so much podcast. It was just, you know, if, if you have a question, you start digging around online, see what other people are doing. Like the, the the homebrew forums are pretty good, right? Um, and there, there's a lot of good information on there. If you know who to listen to and who not to, um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really skilled homebrewers out there. Oh, for sure. Um, that know what they're doing. I've run into a lot of them. I've yeah, into- yeah, and, and a lot of times they'll know more. They'll. You know, I'll buy off work and they'll know more about specific things than I will because they've just done so much work on it. Yeah. You know? And dealt with so many mistakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just just really, you know, if, they're, if they start diving into a, a really specific style that I haven't I haven't dealt with a lot, you know, um, and they may be doing really, really small batches where they can turn this thing over like like four or five times to really dial it in. Yeah, right. And, Hone it you in know, there. maybe, maybe I, I, a lot of times I don't have that luxury where it'll take me longer you know, to, to do that many turns. So if somebody came to you and they said, Hey, I would love to open my own place. What right. would be some of the, some advice you would give them? Um, it's not a part-time gig. Like it, you have to be committed to this thing. Even if, even if you're not there part-time, it, it will, it's, I mean, it's like any other business. It'll eat and maybe more so it'll eat whatever time you have. Right. And it, it needs a lot, you know, it's not, it's, it's a complicated business, you know, it's, and as far as beer styles, it's, it's a, always a moving, moving target in what people want to drink right now. Of course. Yes. That, that would be my biggest piece of advice. Do a lot of reading, do a lot of research and expect to spend a lot of time. Right. And be there, be there a lot. And be there. Be, be there. there. Yep. Make, make sure you know what's going on. Don't expect you gotta be there. to walk away yep. and. No, you can't. I've seen too many uh, people who own businesses walk away and expect their team to take care of everything, and then it just crumbles. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, odds are your employees don't love it the way you do. Right. So of course, and if you found employees to do, you're super, super lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, did you happen to have a funny story for us? I was dry hopping a beer, and this is in the very, very beginning. You know, and I really think the only way you learn a lot of this stuff is you have to you have to experience it. No one's going to teach you like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Um, and it was, it was a 15 barrel tank and it was full and I'm trying to hop in it and I'm pouring the hops and I'm like, I'm like, well, what's that? You know, why is the hop stuff like coming out of the tank instead of going in? Next thing you know, like it's, it's erupting. Yeah. And you can't stop it, you know? No. Ended up you could shooting. Tr- you, you could try and close it, but no, that's not uh, happening. You can't. You can't. You end up putting your whole body in it. It doesn't help. Um, <laughs> it wants out. There's no stopping it. And, you know, I ended up like, it ruined our laptop. It shot to the front of the tasting oh, room. Man. I ended up like covering my assistant brewer in hops. It's it, and, like, what can you do? You just laugh at that point. Right. There's no stopping it. Yeah. Um, just a lot of hosing down and sanitizing after that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hosing down. <laughs> a lot of hosing down. I'm Always sure. bringing a change of clothes because you know you might need them. Right. Um, constantly getting covered in beer, you know. Yeah. But it's fun. Oh yeah, I, I love. Well, I mean, I haven't done it on, the, on a large scale yet, but I have done plenty of home brewing, and I love. You it. should come down here, man. I would. I would be more than happy to. I'll brew with you. Awesome. So yeah, so we have a little thing called a uh, quick fire five. Okay. Five quick questions. 
Just a uh, one, two-word answer, whatever. Yep. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, what a jug handles beers that you would recommend someone try? Our Hefeweizen. I really like it. Hefeweizen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite brewery other than your own? Allagash. Allagash. Uh, favorite style of beer? Probably lagers. Lager. Barrel aged, imperial, or both? I'll take barrel aged. Barrel aged. Yeah. And uh, you have one keg of beer to hold you over for a two-week quarantine. What beer are you choosing? You know, I'm gonna say like like Coors Banquet beer. Coors Banquet beer. Wow. Yeah. We you know, you know we had uh, an FDNY soft softball game the other day. Uh-huh. And the guy brings banquet beer, and I'm like, dude, this is like one of the mainstream beers that I love. I was like, this is about one of my favorite beers, and I was like, it's never, it's nowhere to be found. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. They used to have the like the tall boys of them, and they were like, yep. one twenty five, you know, a buck twenty five each, and I would get, I would get four of them, just like knock off two, like it was not the. I was like, those were some of my favorite beers. I love that beer. Yeah, you can drink it forever. It's really good. It's a really good beer. Pete. That is, uh, that's all I have for you, man. Cool. Yeah. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order Podcast here with Pete Arthur Holt from Jug Handle Brewing. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, no problem, man. Hey, guys. So that was my interview with Pete Arthur Holt of Jug Handle Brewing in Trenton Falls, New Jersey. Thank you so much for listening. Whether you're passing through, live in the area, or just visiting a friend nearby, you should definitely check them out. Every other Sunday, I'll be releasing a new episode, so subscribe, and you'll never miss one. Also, be sure to check out our social media accounts for updates on the podcast. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order podcast. You stay safe out there.